Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to Simple Theology Podcast, a podcast that connects theology with everyday life. My name is Robert Kane, and my name's uh, my name's William Gromlick. Uh, today, we, today we are hopping into the mystical topic. Climb aboard the mystical train. Climb aboard Christian mysticism. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about what it is. We're going to get into some passage of scripture. What are some dangers with it? We're and also, more. And Go we're going to talk about <laughs> Rob's Enneagram number. And we're also going to talk, <laughs> talk about, about that a little bit. Yeah, but we, we do talk about so we have to remember. Yeah, there's a lot to remember. Uh, um, yeah. We do. We talk about Christian mysticism, what is mysticism and biblical spirituality, and how we as believers can grow in our intimacy with the Lord without leaving the scriptures. I mean, I'm gonna do it though. Yeah. Yeah, we're recording. Okay. What up? How you doing? We, I'm leaving that in. Good. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm, set, I'm starting the timer in okay. case people are wanting to know what start, I'm talking start about. Start the timer. Start the timer. Hey, how are you? Go. <laughs> Have you hit record yet? <laughs> yeah. What's up, Daddy? How you doing, man? Hey, yeah, we're good. good. We're trying to record another episode. We and are we're trying to do it in a timely fashion, mm. which usually doesn't happen. Which. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So we've been recording several episodes today, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of like a new thing that we're doing. So we did this yeah, about a month ago or so, up. and we're trying to pick a day, get a bunch of episodes recorded, and do that once every month or so. So that's what we're doing today. I'm hyped up on coffee, and we are on our, the last one, right? Yeah. You gave like a kind of a grimacing look. Dude, I'm just gonna be really straightforward with them. Did you fart or something? No, I it did smells. Not, I promise you. Something smells. I don't think it's reached its way over here yet. Like I get like a tiny little. Listeners, do you smell that? You guys smell that? If you do, it was Rob. <laughs> Sorry. No, anyway, I'll be straightforward with you. Be it was, straightforward. It was not me. Okay, I appreciate that. Um, appreciate the honesty. But if I smell something, then I don't I'll know if let I believe you, know. you or not. But I appreciate it. <laughs> Anyway, um, what are we talking about today? We are talking about um, Christian mysticism. 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 Did I oh. misspell it or something? Mysticism. No, no, no. Mysticism. Rob's always ragging on. I always like misspell stuff. Rob's. We were just talking about this earlier. Rob's like the Enneagram, like nine. Is or it nine or one? Like, nine one or one like, nine. Like perfectionist. Like everything's like eyes dot. One. Like he's he every message text message like this all like grammatically correct and all that stuff so i i genuinely and think i'm the guy who's like oh yeah i guess that's wrong okay i genuinely think i would enjoy being an editor like i yeah for for work i i go over the some of the stuff that we're getting ready to produce um because we've been putting out material during covid and all mm-hmm. that and mm-hmm. i'm like let me read it first just try to and, I, and i'll pick up on little things and i enjoy that, that. no one likes you at work. i enjoy that kind of thing <laughs> <laughs> i think they like me at work <laughs> I think. Rob wants to see this again. I do not want to send this to Rob. He's going to make all these notes. Exactly. Do you have a, a, a red uh, pen? I, ma- I make sure it's bright red so they know yeah. Yeah. that they made a mistake. Your problem. <laughs> Fix it. No, but today we are talking about Christian mysticism, um, which uh, we're going to talk about Christianity. We're going to talk about mysticism and um, this whole idea of Eastern religion, how that's seeping into things. But it all kind of centers around this idea of, you know, just kind of quiet yourself, just center yourself, and God wants to speak with you directly. Yeah. Um, um, Jesus calling. 
right? This is what Sarah Young, right? It's out of the new books, but I didn't even realize this until a couple years ago. It's Same. Um, and they're like, no, that's that's heretical. Yeah. And you find this book, uh, the Jesus Calling books, the Sarah Young books, all over the place. So many people in their kitchen tables, on their real. on their you know end tables, coffee tables. They're everywhere, and because they have like good kind of Christiany messages. Well, the problem with that is she thinks she's receiving divine revelation. Yeah. That is equal with your with the Bible, yeah. and we say no, no, no. That's not true. No, 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 Sarah. No, <clears throat> girl, no. So, but we're gonna talk about Christmas mysticism. But before that, I was, what is uh, mysticism? So, first of all, mysticism is it's very difficult to define. Um, and Christian mysticism is even more difficult because it's this idea that you can kind of quiet yourself and there's you begin to connect with this um, absolute being, this almost divine or energy or power that's um, absolute and it's this way of connecting. So it almost... That's mysticism. Which I would imagine that, just to be charitable... Be charitable. That people from that side, side of the aisle who may subscribe to that mm-hmm. would say, doesn't scripture tell me to be still mm-hmm. and to know that he is God. He do, it does. Okay, so how would you respond to that? That's not what they're saying, though. Okay, elaborate. Allow me. <laughs> so, so, so that's this mysticism is just connecting um, with this divine or absolute kind of being or source or energy or power. Whereas Christian mysticism, and we we have a definition here. Um, I didn't even write who it's on, but it's in the in our notes. But it says. Um, Christian mysticism it seeks to describe an experienced, direct, non non abstract, unmediated loving knowledge of God, a knowing or seeing so direct as to be called union with God. Right. So, um, I know a guy who who I would say, I would say he's a actually he he says he's an evangelical Christian mystic, but he practices a lot of things through um, some. Catholic mysticism in different ways. And he said, like, his goal is to feel um, so close. Like, his goal is to be like Moses and, and be face-to-face with God. Okay. Not, like, equal, but, yeah. like, he wants to be face-to-face, and he wants to feel, like, God's power in him, in a sense. And this is that kind of encapsulates this idea of Christian mysticism. They want to be so close that there's it's not abstract. It's very clear experience. It's direct. It's unmediated. I mean, there's nothing between them. It's just them, their spirit, and God connecting. Um, and it sounds good. And it and yeah. that's what heaven will be like. That's what glory is: yeah. is us face to face with with God and connected, so fully glass connected, dimly, but then face to face. Exactly. And so Christian mystics are seeking that on earth. And again, I think for most people, it starts with a genuine desire to have more intimacy. Yeah. They've they've done the script. They read the scriptures. They've done the prayer. They've done the church thing, but they're still hungry for more intimacy. And that so we'll, that is a good longing. That is a yeah. good and right longing. Yeah. But you you're wrong if you think, oh, I can fulfill all of that on earth. Okay. So what would you say to the person? Because I could see people mm-hmm. saying, okay, I, I part of my devotion time, I'm going to take time to be still. Yeah. And to know that he is yeah, God. And absolutely. during that time of being still, which is I mean, it's a good thing, mm-hmm. being still, um, they are saying, I want to, like your friend said, mm-hmm. have... I wouldn't say a friend, but yes. Uh, <laughs> like like your enemy said. No, um, no, 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 no <laughs> just someone I know. <laughs> like that guy you hate you said. Um, <laughs> uh, I want to be so close, I want to see him face to face. And they try to 
generate that through mm-hmm. this experience. Right. Um, how, what would you say to the person who is in that? Mm-hmm. And then what would you say to the person who's like, okay, how do I prevent myself from yeah. going in that? Yeah. So I think it's, it's really simple. That's, that's scripture. Um, so, you know, people could ask the question, is Christian mysticism a good thing? And I would say, well, definitely not if viewed like most mystic practices where you're trying to center yourself and, and c- c- empty your mind of the thoughts and all, empty all that space and allow just whatever thoughts come in, of the, you know, definitely not. And, yeah. and if you're like, well, you know, we're going to try, you know, a Christian version of this. Well, well even that I would say, yeah, yeah no, like, yeah. no, like we have biblical spirituality, biblical practices that, that, that the Bible teaches us. Right, so part of that is to be still and to meditate yeah. on His Word day yes. and night, and so that's where the deviation begins to happen. Is we as Christians are to meditate and be still before the Lord, before His Word, and allow the Scriptures to form us and to shape us. It doesn't mean that we have to be, we can't close our eyes and meditate on the Lord, but all those thoughts need to be directed and guided by Scripture, and when they're not, when it's like, well. Uh, I need to connect with the Lord, but the primary way I do that is through meditation, not through scripture. That's where I think, mm, man, I think you're in some, some danger there because the primary way you to connect is through the logos, through the word. That's what John 1, 1, he has given us his word for our shape to, to form us and to, to shape us and to mature us. Um, John seventeen seventeen says, sanctify them, mature them, grow them by your truth. Your word is truth. Mm, yeah. Your time in, in your meditation, your prayer might be good. But you have no authority to say this says this thus saith the Lord or this is God's truth. Yeah. The only thing you can say that about it is scripture. There there needs to be um this understanding because I think you can I think people can easily separate. They can say, I am pursuing God and the prime like the one of the primary tools I use is scripture, mm-hmm. but it's not my only tool, so to speak. Like I've got this other tool of meditation. And and it's not to say that we can't um, understand God and, and better appreciate who he is mm-hmm. through what he's revealed in creation. When we see that in Romans 1, we see that in Psalm 19. Like, um, But there's not, you can't separate God from his word. Right. And so it's not a, okay, I yes, I'm using scripture, but other times I like to use other things. It's, hey, no, all those other things mm-hmm. have to be submitted to scripture as well. As Christians, we are people of the book, right? And it's not because it's this ancient book; it's because it it is literally the words of God. Like right. you said, John one one mm-hmm. in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then John one fourteen, just a few verses later, says, "And the Word mm-hmm. became flesh and dwelt among us." We do not have a connection with God. Unless it's through the word. Right. We do not Amen. have a relationship with God unless it's through the word incarnate, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. The word is what we have to submit all things to. And people would be, it's easy, people can be deceptive. Like, oh, I'm a Christian, I believe, though. I, I believe in, in the inerrancy of scripture. I'm just simply seeking the Lord. It's like, well, what has the prime, primal, um, the primary authority in your life? Is it scripture or is it the what you feel like the, the Lord is telling you in your times of um, meditation. So so people who you might recognize some of these names like Thomas Merton and Henry Nounen and Richard Rohr, these are, some of them have passed away, but these are guys who really propelled the, the mysticism, Christian mysticism movement. Yeah. And um, we see 
you know, it, it, it's so um, fine. It's like fine dust and it just begins to kind of gather in so many places and you don't see it really. It's hard to, to, to detect until you start to really examine a belief or a, a leader's doctrine or what, they, what they're teaching. And then you, as you're kind of peeling through the layers, you're like, wait, I'm sensing some that you're, you're kind of heading off in a, a bad direction. Yeah. Right? And this is nothing new for the church, right? One of the biggest doctrines the church faced early on is the issue of Gnosticism. Mm, and it's still yeah. around. It's this idea that there's like this separate knowledge, higher knowledge that certain people can obtain um, and they just know more. And oftentimes, people who are practicing or are Christian mystics, they have that air of like, well, I've attained this wisdom from the Lord, or mm. well, you have the scriptures and I have the scriptures, but I also have like the voice of God. It's like, well, yeah. like so do I, right? Yeah. This is what you have no greater authority to speak on the scriptures than anyone else. You yeah. have no new divine revelation. You don't have the Holy Spirit in you more than than I do. Um, and so we need to be careful. And that's why it's important that we we are aware when people are kind of going like, hey, I'm instead of just doing biblical spirituality where we do, we meditate on the scriptures. We allow the scriptures to form us and to change us. Um, we follow the, the provided, those means of grace of the church, the brothers and sisters in Christ, communion, the word. Like when you're deviating from all those things and the, the primary thing is, man, what has the Lord, like what has he revealed to you um, in your time of intimacy? Well, that's a good question, but that can't be your ultimate question all the time. Yeah, so, so one, one way that would be uh, one kind of litmus test, um, as as any gram one. I, I like uh, mm. those boundaries one nine or nine one. I don't know if it's this episode or the last one we were talking about that, but um, I like I like having things kind of in order. I like having some kind of okay. This is how you distinguish mm-hmm. um, which side of the aisle maybe you're on. And so one helpful kind of litmus test would be is if you in your time of meditation sense that the Lord is telling you something and you feel extremely convinced that the Lord is telling you something. And then as you look at it, you recognize that it is contradictory mm-hmm. to scripture. Right. Which one do you take? If you say, I'm taking what I feel like the Lord has revealed to me over scripture, mm-hmm. then that would be a sign that you've bought into this Christian mysticism thing. Yeah. Because here's the thing. If the Holy Spirit is leading you in a certain direction, if God is leading you in a certain direction, it will never be contrary to something he has already said. Right, correct. God does not change. Mm-hmm. If he says that this is how Christians ought to walk, if he says that this is who he is, and then you have this really strong impression that you should go in a way that's contrary to what he says, and you think that that's him, then I can tell you it's not. And I don't mean to sound, sound I, mean, I don't want my tone to be... Um, Overly, Jeez, Rob, yeah, why you like bully? Aggressive. <laughs> it it's, is not. Yeah, it's just the Lord will not no. contradict himself. It's very simple, yeah. Yeah, and it, so mm-hmm. I, I would encourage anyone listening to this, if you feel like the Lord is leading you a certain direction, just yeah. always test that against Scripture. No, that's good. Yeah, I think the the issue um, with Christian mysticism is that it, it does, it, one, it kind of makes you an island because this is something you experience primarily by yourself and between you and the Lord, which is a beautiful relationship. But we know we, that we are communal beings, right? Designed that way. Um, so we need to be sharing with the brothers and sisters in Christ in there to help us kind of keep our, our focus and keep um, us out of the ditch. But it also puts this emphasis um, on, on like what you need to do. Like you need to 
follow the steps, you, need to, you know, all these things that you need to practice, um, and not so much on what Christ has done. And there's there's always just a little bit of danger there when, you know, if, if someone gives you, a, you know, hey, look, they're trying to teach you the ways of Christian mysticism, and 90% of it has to do with you. <laughs> yeah. And not with what you understand what Christ has done. Um, and it, a big issue, and we see this with mysticism, we see this just with our culture in general, is it it pushes you to ex, to prioritize experiences um, rather than biblical truth. So, well, there's biblical truth, yeah, but what, what was your experience? Oh, well, I experienced this amazing light or this amazing feeling of warmth all over my body and just feeling loved. And I felt, you know, that could be a great thing, but that will fade. Yeah. So if your if your priority is that again, not saying that you can't feel great love or warmth of the, all those things, but if your priority is that, then you're going to be really um, hopeless because those things will fade. Um, yeah. And as we said earlier, it can lead us to separate God from Scripture. Right? It means, oh, God has spoken. Well, I'm looking at my Scripture. I'm like, yeah, this is what God has spoken. Like, oh no, yeah, no, He right. has spoken to me these things. Like, well, He hasn't spoken to you anything that's not in here. Or contrary to here, and what he ever you, and you don't have the authority to say, "Thus saith the Lord." Like this is Scripture, so we need to be careful with that. Um, yeah, but we do, we do, Rob. I mean, we we live in the spiritual realm, right? Yeah. So, so, I mean, Scripture affirms that, right? So, help help listeners understand. Like, we we absolutely mm-hmm. um, wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers, principalities, right? Right. And we there is a sense of um, spiritual warfare going on. We're not denying that by any right. means. Help help the listeners understand, like, what does Scripture say about this, and how should we rightly think about it? Yeah, if we're going to re- reference several passages in Ephesians, but Ephesians 1, 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. So we talk about the, the spiritual realm. Like We are people who function in that. Ephesians 6 talks about the armor of God, but before the armor of God, it talks about um, powers and principalities in wage war in a, in a spiritual realm that is of great magnitude, right? And so we need to arm ourselves not with with physical weapons, but with spiritual armor, spiritual weapons, because these are the the, the struggles, these are the battles we fight. Galatians five twenty, the fruit of the spirit, right? So we we cannot deny that we are spiritual beings who operate in the spiritual realm. So that naturally should lend itself to time focusing time meditating time dwelling on things and operating in that spiritual realm mm. right we don't get into like a, a portal and like you know hop into the spiritual realm but but through prayer through like every moment of our life i mean this is you know the, the old saying we are not p- bodies with a spirit we're a spirit primarily with a body mm. we don't think that way naturally we think oh i'm a body i'm looking at you i'm, I'm looking at rob kane well, that all will fade away, yeah. but your spirit, who you actually are, will can live forever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we also have to remember that God, God, mysteriously works in us. So there is great mystery, and we can't through meditation, even through scripture, we can't answer all things. We have to be okay with God working in us m- miraculously and mysteriously. First Corinthians two uh, says. 2, 13 through 16 says, And we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are 
folly to him, and he is not able to understand. Right? So as regenerated, have the Holy Spirit in us, he teaches us, he interprets things for us in a way that the natural people without the Holy Spirit do not understand because we, again, operate in the spiritual realm. Yeah, amen. Second Corinthians 3.18, And we all with unveiled faces beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. So we, we see the Lord working and, and operating and growing us and developing us as spiritual beings. Yeah. Um, Ephesians. I'm pull, I should have had this pulled up. By I now. got it. You, got you want it? me to read it? Yeah, read three Ephesians through 1, 3 through 14. All right, here we go. Slightly longer passage. But... You got it. You're, you're a pro at this. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Here we go. Um, blessed is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavens in Christ. For he chose us in him before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless in love before him. He predestined us to be adopted as sons through Jesus Christ for himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace that he lavished on us in the beloved one. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace that he richly poured out on us with all wisdom and understanding. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure that he purposed in Christ as a plan for the right time to bring everything together in Christ, both things in heaven and things on earth in him. In him we have also received an inheritance because we were predestined according to the plan of the one who works out everything in agreement with the purpose of his will so that we who had already put our hope in Christ might bring praise to his glory. Amen. In, you want me to keep going? Oh, yeah. There's two more verses. I yeah, you, better, you better get to him. In him, mm-hmm. you also were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and when you believed. The Holy Spirit is the down payment of our inheritance until the redemption of the possession to the praise of his glory. All done. Amen. No, sorry for, so there's... A, in that passage alone, we see that the Holy Spirit is given to us. One is a deposit. So, several episodes we talked about the assurance of salvation, right? Part of Your that is going off. Oh my! It's an alarm. Unbelievable, guys. We've gone over our time. <laughs> Shut down now. <laughs> um, so we believe in the the Holy Spirit in us through us for spiritual beings, but we also see the Lord revealing, revealing mystery. And in, in, in Ephesians 1, part of that is talking about the dividing wall of, of the, the Gentiles and the Jews. And so we need to understand the context there, as we said mm. last episode, right? But it's important that we understand the Lord revealing mystery at times. He didn't reveal this to the generations, to, to you know, previous generations. He's revealing it in his time, in his way. Yeah. And we know that his revelation for us is in Scripture. And then when the the, the the second advent of Christ, the parousia, comes, like he will reveal all things and we'll understand fully the mystery and the spiritual dynamics of, of our relationship with him. And we won't need to, to meditate on the law anymore. We will, we will have the complete work of Christ with us in glory. And so for... Us as spiritual beings, yes, pursue uh, intimacy with the Lord. Yes, pursue times of great prayer and meditation in, in seeking the Holy Spirit to form and shape us, but all through Scripture. Yeah. Um, never, it, never, never divorced. Never from, divorced. Yeah. Never allowing 
Scripture to be secondary. And most Christian mystics would not admit that. They would not say, oh, yeah, Scripture secondary. But their practice points to it. Mm-hmm. So just be really honest. Like, yeah, it, what's primary? What's the main thing? So as we just wrap up this episode on Christian mysticism, I want to encourage brothers and sisters to meditate in the Scriptures, in the Word, to, to take time to spend long amount of time in prayer, yeah, praying through Scripture and, and sharing with the Lord what, what's on your heart, but also listening to the Lord, allowing Him to speak and, and to reveal things in your heart. But don't think that there is a, a just a level of of intimacy where you can meet with the Lord where you're going to be fully satisfied yeah. and where now like all of the answers are given and there's 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 just you sitting in this room or this space and and God kind of just directly revealing all things to you. Yeah. And that won't come. Yeah. Amen. Does not come. Cool. But we would like to uh, thank our sponsors for this episode. So, Rob, you want to do that? <laughs> our sponsors, as written down here in these show notes by Rick, are um, whatever else we could be doing right now. <laughs> and he's got a little things, some, some things here. Uh, number one, and perhaps the best one on the list, uh, is pickleball. Mm. Could we be doing that. totally could be playing pickleball. I've actually got the paddles in my car wow. along with um, shoes and everything else I need to play. So I actually... Been you came pl- prepared been, for I've that. I've been playing in Westerville, man. I didn't play this week, but Friday morning, Zach and yeah. I have been going over and playing. We've been playing. I'm never going to pr- play you again. Oh, Rob man. would kick my butt Zach, when you never played. owning me. It's ridiculous. Yeah, so um, so uh, pickleball. Uh, do, you other... still do, do you still do the thing with him? Do you, do you hit the paddle and you like uh, put the backspin on the ball for him? Yeah. I, I mean, he still beats me. He don't do it. Yeah. It's against the rules. <laughs> um, point number two, making money. Could be doing that, but we're not. We, we could. But we're Unless laboring. there's some real generous listeners out there. <laughs> um, or completing a project. So apparently Lots those three things are our sponsors. But guys, seriously, thank you for listening. You're the best. Really appreciate um, you for supporting us by, by tuning in. For those of our Patreon listeners who financially support us, um, you guys help us cover the expenses for this show. And we are incredibly thankful thank you show, um, no- show notes i'm gonna have a couple of articles in the show notes okay there's gonna be a couple articles really in the show helpful. notes just in case you guys didn't hear rick just say that um also you can find I those said show it, notes I said it for them <laughs> <laughs> you can find those show notes at civiltheology.org and go over click the episodes button at the top of the page and you can see this episode we'll also link to it in um if you're listening in apple or listening to any podcast player there'll be a little link to get to those show notes you can find us on Instagram at Simple Theology Pod. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Simple Theology. Do us a favor. Hit, hit Rob up on um, Snapchat. No. Do us a favor. Follow us on Instagram or like our page on Facebook or both. Um, also, do us a great favor, guys. This, is, this really helps the show. And we rarely ask this, um, mm. p- partially because we're just bad at marketing. Um, we hate self-promotion. <laughs> yeah, we are. Truly. We are really bad at self-promotion. Um, for many reasons, but do us a favor, give us a, a review on face or on Facebook, on iTunes or whatever podcast listener you use, Spotify, whatever. Give us a five star. Um, if you want to write something encouraging, we'd love that. Um, but go ahead, rate the podcast. That actually does help us out a lot. Uh, you can find us anywhere on social media by using the hashtag Simple Theology Pod, and by anywhere I mean on Instagram or Facebook, maybe Twitter, but yeah. Um, or you can email us at info at simpletheology.org if you have a 
request, you, something you'd like us to talk about, send it there. If you or have you an can, email account, you can email us. Yeah, if you have an email account, <laughs> um, if you're into electronic mail, then you can actually send an electronic mail message to info at simpletheology.org. Or you can leave us a voicemail, 614-233-1098. We like hearing your voice, so feel free mm. to do that. Again, that's 614-233-1098. That's all I have, Rick, unless you have something else. Peace out. Peace, guys.